Is this a side benefit to driving a more expensive car? Vroom, vroom. Researchers found that when someone's got an expensive ride, other people assume they're higher up in the social hierarchy. Mm. They're probably an important person with an important job Mm. or at least a lot of money. The study found driving a pricey car also makes you think you're more attractive and socially superior. Feeling fancy. So whether it's deserved or not, that guy speeding by you in a BMW is getting a nice big ego boost from it. Hmm. I see. Now, I I I do like car. I'm I'm a car fan. I like cars. Uh, I that is would not be why I buy a car or why do I, I totally do it for the experience that I have driving the car. It has nothing to do with, with what other people what, think or how I think other people think about me. Does couldn't, it make you feel more attractive and fancy? No, I just I just yeah. like cars. I mean, I've had some junkers that I absolutely remember my old Miata. I loved driving that thing. That was a piece of junk. I loved it. I'm pretty sure people had opinions of me driving down the road in that thing, but I loved that car. So, no, I think there's very few percentage of people that they, they just like cars and, you know, mm-hmm. they, they see one and they're like, oh, man, what would it be like to drive that for a while? So they so they try it on for a minute, right? That's what I did with the Miata. Tracy hated that car. She was terrified driving in that car because it was so small. If we pulled up next to an 18 wheel, she'd be like, could you please slow down? Just get away from this truck. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get that, though. My daughters didn't like it either. Coming up, wait till you hear what a group of teenagers did to save the day. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. You are going to love hearing what this group of teenagers did to save the day. A mom and her two daughters, two young kids, were got hit by a car Mm. walking through a parking lot in Utah. And the mom and her two-year-old son were stuck underneath the car. But a bunch of students at Leighton Christian Academy were able to lift it just enough to get them out. They picked up the car on the one side, probably 20 to 30 kids, just an inch or two enough that the Air Force gentleman was able to pull them out. The kids were heroes. She and both Mm. children were injured but should recover. And a doctor said it's amazing those little kids are alive. Wow. But kudos to all the kids at Leighton Christian Academy. Yeah. When they saw that their help was needed. Oh, you need me to lift a car? Okay. Whatever I can do to help. That is really cool. Way to go, guys. Have you noticed this? Do you believe this to be true that the knockoff is never as good as the original? Hmm. We're going to talk about that next. Have you noticed overall in life the knockoff is never as good as the original? I experienced that last night. Um, my husband and I had dinner. We had, um, I made this roasted red pepper soup and then I said, Oh, I have dessert. He's like, what? And I said, yeah, I made some chocolate mousse and his eyes kind of lit up (laughs) and I put it in these cute little dishes and I'm like, okay, here you go. You want some decaffeinated coffee to go with it? And, um, it was healthy moose, <laughs> and it was not as good as the original. It never is. We why, were gonna why have would some. You make healthy moose. Well, we were gonna have some friends come visit that were on that whole thirty diet, mm, and so I found this recipe. This lady's like, "This is by far my all time favorite whole thirty treat." And so I soaked dates in warm water, and I put them in the food processor, and then I added. A banana, an avocado, cocoa powder, cinnamon, vanilla, and a dash of salt. Where's the chocolate and in your chocolate Cocoa mousse? powder. I said cocoa <laughs> oh, powder. Yeah, cocoa powder. That. But it, it tasted like, we tried to tell ourselves, like, okay, if someone said, hey, would you like some banana pudding? 
would you love this? Because our brains just could only taste the banana. Yeah. We couldn't taste the cocoa powder. Uh, so I don't know what the, I, I still want to play with it a little bit because I think there's something there. It was nice and thick yeah, and gooey. All right. <laughs> and it ain't chocolate mousse. Knockoff is not as good as the original. <laughs> I think I got to go with the advice of, I forget the, the lady's name, uh, but she wrote a, a vegan baking book. And in the introduction to her book, she put, you will not find healthy recipes in the, it's a vegan baking book, but you won't find anything healthy because the last thing in the world anyone wants is a terrible tasting vegan cookie. She's like, if you're going to make a great cookie, make a great cookie, period. Yeah. So that's, I think this, you got to give up this whole 30 thing. That's the second dessert that's been like, oh. Yeah, but made. but keep in mind the people that were on the whole thirty loved the brownie cupcakes so much they made it like five more times. But listen to the, what you said: the people that were on the whole thirty, so right? Because their taste buds were broken. Taste doesn't matter to them, right? <laughs> Period. It's been ruined. <laughs> it does No, even before they got on it. <laughs> if you're going on a diet like that, taste does not matter to that. Is not the priority, right? Health is. So if you want if you want a great dessert, if I if I'm having a dessert, I'm going in. I, I rarely have dessert, but if I'm going to have one, I'm going all in. I'm going to have That's the problem. Great. I want dessert every night. <laughs> I don't rarely have dessert. Well, admitting you have a problem is the first step. So, <laughs> so do you ever have uh, you and your spouse do roles or jobs that you don't normally do? Like, I don't know, maybe your husband always like Glenn always cuts the grass, right? Yes, he does. And if you cut the grass, I'm sure you wouldn't do it right. Something, would, something would go yeah. wrong. The same is true opposite, right? If he had to make dinner. Cereal or frozen pizza, right? There's not not much deviation. Probably, yeah. Okay, so um, my wife and I we we flipped rolls, and I told her, "Hey, why don't you let me do this?" And she plowed ahead anyway. And that was getting Christmas decorations out from our little storage area underneath the steps that go to our basement is where they are. And every year, she's like, "I'll help you get them." And I said, "No, no, no, hunt. I'm telling you, this is going to be the year I don't hit my head. Every year I hit my head on that little crossbeam. I don't want you to do it." She's like, "I'm I'm telling you, I'm fine. I won't do it." Walks right in. Like, hadn't even gotten oh, the, to the first box yet. I said, I told you. She's like, oh, man, that really hurts. I said, I told you. And she walked out with her hand on her forehead going, okay, you can do it. We needed to get you guys a Christmassy hard hat to wear. We need with something. With the headlamp on it. We need something. So that when you do do it, it at least hits the helmet, oh, not your head. I have a headlamp on. It still doesn't stop no, me. No, we need the uh, oh a helmet a construction with a oh, okay. helmet. Yeah, gotcha. that might be a good idea. Maybe Santa will yeah. bring me one this year. Coming up in just a minute. Not only did this family have a creature living in their Christmas tree, they had no clue it was there. Kev, remember when you told the story recently about a family who had a possum in their Christmas tree that wouldn't let go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wouldn't ch- let go, and then it smelled terrible, and it ran all around the living room. Yeah. Check this out. A family in Kentucky got a real tree, mm-hmm. got it home, decorated it. It's in their living room where they spend most of their time with their kids and their three dogs. Well, they decided to get the carpet clean for Christmas guests, and the guy cleaning the carpets discovered an owl living in their tree. I was so stunned. I have three dogs. We use this room nonstop. No indication. The cleaner Mm. carefully removed the owl and released it outside. And uh, I'm thinking maybe the company should just add wildlife control to their list of services. (laughs) We clean your carpet. We check your Christmas tree for critters. Who would ever think that would happen? (laughs) Stepped in a dad joke. Should you have any Christmas parties coming up? Maybe a company Christmas party? Will there be a secret Santa? Well, there are two or three things that you should never, ever give 
at Secret Santa. Tell you what they are according to gift-giving experts next. All right, so uh, if you have a Christmas party coming up and there's a Secret Santa exchange, gift experts are saying you should never buy these. And Secret Santa, by the way, is not like, what's the one where you can take someone's gift? Isn't that, that's white white elephant. White elephant. Secret Santa is where you pick someone's name and you secretly buy them a present. They don't know who it's from. So they're saying these are the things to avoid giving if you get Secret Santa. Uh, Gags, gag gifts. Oh man, gag gifts are fun. Do not give a gag gift with Secret Santa. Because uh, you might think it's funny, but they might be insulted or be like, well, wow, it's not really Christmassy. Uh, second one, don't give anything. This this one to me, I'm surprised I had to tell people. Uh, something used. Don't give something used in the uh, Secret Santa exchange. So I wonder, does that rule out re-gifting? Is, re- is, is a re-gift used technically by I definition? I always say re-gifts have to be brand new. 75% of people are okay with giving people something used. But by definition, you're saying a re-gift is not used. You can you can give that. But you should probably make sure there's not like a little note card attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Dear Taylor, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Love your used-to-be best friend. <laughs> and then the last one, oh, I say this over and over and over again. And for some reason, as we get older, uh, my wife keeps wanting to buy, like for our kids or something, home decor. No. Do not give home decor nope. with Secret Secret nope. Santa. It sounds like you've been the victim nope, nope, of home nope. decor. Have people given you home decor before? Uh, yeah. And yeah. where where does that home decor live now? Um, has any I usually of it made find it... a spot because it's usually very meaningful who it's from. But when you say found a spot, does that mean when they come to visit you put it out? Or does it have a um, permanent place in your home? Some are permanent. Some are, I remember to get them out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking through our home decor, I don't think we have... Anything hanging that was home decor? Oh, we do. No, we do. Yeah, you do. We do. Because you've told me about it. Yeah, we do. We do have something. Uh, so, and 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 personally, I would prefer to have something else mm-hmm. in its place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, home decor is the other one. What about you? Are there any uh, anything that you think like do not give this as a secret Santa present? Anything, or maybe something you've gotten in a secret Santa exchange that you're just like, really? Why did you give me this? Give us a call. Hey, Angela, we're talking about Secret Santa gift exchanges. Have you ever gotten an odd gift at one of those? Not necessarily odd, but something that I wouldn't necessarily give to someone else. It's <laughs> okay. like body sprays or perfumes because you never know if someone's going to not like that smell. Ooh, yeah, that's oh, such yeah. a personal decision. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, unless maybe it's like a, a poopery vanilla or something like that for the bathroom. That might be more even universal. still. A lot of people like my parents don't like any smell. Yeah. So the, she she can't even burn scented candles. So you cannot give scented stuff unless you know for sure okay. that person likes that smell. My, uh, what do you guys think of this? My niece just texted me. She just got home yesterday from college mm-hmm. for Christmas. Okay. And she and my sister are listening. And my sister said gift cards should be one of the no nos from Secret Santa. I thought people love gift cards. Especially oh, if it's I love like gift cards. Your favorite coffee house. Yeah. Or oh, something totally. Something like that or grocery store. Okay, you tell your it. sister and your niece any gift cards they've gotten in Secret Santa they don't want, send them my way. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hate for them to be offended. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later. Do you believe there is such a thing as male bravado? Oh, totally. This may be proof it exists. They asked men, do you think you could land a passenger plane? Oh, yeah, totally.
More than half said yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I had the headset on, they were guiding me like, okay, (laughs) little off the throttle. Okay, look to your left. There's going to be a red flashing light. I don't see it. Okay, that's good. We don't want a red flashing light. I totally could do it. We've all heard stories of passengers who saved the day when the pilot became unresponsive. But you have to remember, those incidents are in small, simple aircraft, not a passenger jet. They say flying is much bigger and a bigger and heavier commercial jet is completely different. Oh, I'm not saying probably wouldn't be able to do it. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not saying it would be a smooth landing. I'm not saying your luggage is going to be in good shape. I'm not saying all the wheels are still going to be intact, but I think I could glide that thing in and get us home safe. I love the fact that all the pilots and the flight attendants are laughing their heads off right now. More than half of men are like, yeah, yeah, I could I could land a passenger jet. Totally could. No problem. Absolutely. I'm an excellent driver. Excellent driver. As a matter of fact, we have a small airport by where we live. Every time I see a plane taking off, I say, if I'm getting my pilot, I'm totally getting my pilot's license. And she's like, no, 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 no. I am not getting in a plane with you. I said, okay, I'm still getting my, I'm still getting my pilot's license. She's like, but you don't like driving. I said, right. There's no one in my way up there. So are you gonna, really going to do it? We'll see. It's quite a financial investment. We'll see. We should talk about this. Give us a call. What would your husband say? Do you think he would say, yes, he could land that plane? What would your hubby say about landing a commercial aircraft? Hey, Donna, we're talking about uh, men believe that they could land a commercial airliner in a pinch, like over 50% of men. What what about your husband? My, I want to say no, but actually I think yes. (laughs) (laughs) More than half of men said, oh yeah, I could land a passenger plane. Now when you say yes, that means he would say he could or he could actually do it. Uh, You know, my husband is a rare specimen and I feel like he actually could figure out a way to do it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Wow. That's because Taylor and I were talking and saying like, okay, 50% say they could. I don't think 50% could actually do it. They might think they could, but I think I'm in that rare 10% or 5% that could actually do it. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> what about Glenn? Also, what about- by the way, by sidebar, my husband grew up in Manhattan. Okay, so he grew up driving in Manhattan his whole life. I'm pretty sure that, like, makes him different. What about Glenn? Would he say that he He was the one who actually found this story for me, and I busted up laughing. And he got his private, private license, uh, flying license, when he was in high school. He learned how to land in Asheville with the updrifts from the... Updrafts from the mountains. So and all yes that. or no? He said no. He could not. <laughs> he could not land a passenger plane. With actual working knowledge of it. it's like no. <laughs> Idiots like me and your husband are like, oh heck yeah, move over. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, your your plane's cartwheeling down the runway. <laughs> all right, thanks, Donna. So, uh, Taylor is suggesting that it's male bravado that leads to over 50% of men saying, yeah, if they in a a pinch, if they were called upon to land a commercial flight, they could totally do it. What do you think? What would your husband say? Would he say, oh, sure, I got that. Nerves of steel. Give us a call. It's pretty wild. More than 50% of men say, yeah, I can land a passenger plane if needed. Absolutely. I got uh, this. Susan, I'm so glad you called because your husband is a pilot. Yes. So he flies a 737, and this has been going around on Facebook for a while, and I just died laughing because there's no way. (laughs) There's no way anyone's landing it. (laughs) 
It's really complicated. There are so many buttons. The amount of buttons, it's like thousands of buttons. I think they would just stare at the buttons as the plane went down. <laughs> like it's going down. No, no, no. <laughs> you guys are, are forgetting one factor. My wife is an excellent backseat driver, and I would have her right next to me <laughs> telling me what to do the entire time, landing taken care of. <laughs> we may have good luck then, because if she's like telling you which buttons to pick, then it's a possibility like we could get it down. There you go. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. I think it can happen to everybody every Christmas. You just don't feel like you're in the Christmas spirit. Uh, yeah, especially when your to-do list is 10 sizes bigger. <laughs> I know I've got so many things I still have to do to get ready. But this is one of those things where it's so nice to just pause and stop and focus on the true meaning of Christmas. And you can do that with Christmas with the Chosen Holy Night. Maybe you are. I know people you go to church with are huge fans of the chosen and this is not on tv this is an in theaters only event that's going to happen for about a week yeah they what they did is they blend the messengers and the shepherd you know you've seen those special chosen episodes and they remastered it and rescored it with special musical performances that have never been heard yeah like uh, andre buccelli and his son mateo doing oh holy night plus artists that you hear right here on the radio station like zach williams phil wickham and matt marr only in theaters december 12th through 17th and they have a great website where you can get more details fathomevents.com it's tricky to keep up with all the little anacronyms uh the little letters and when you're texting Everyone knows LOL, laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember ROFL? Uh, rolling on rolling on the floor laughing? Rolling on the floor laughing. Those are the days of yore. They're old. Now my, my it's... favorite one was WTF. Why the face? <laughs> the latest now when you're really laughing hard is IJBOL. IJ. Do you want to guess what it is? I joke because... <clears throat> That's a good uh, guess. I don't know what. No, it's, <laughs> I just burst out laughing. Oh. I-J-B-O-L is the new thing you text when something's really funny. Got it. Yeah, like, did you listen to the new podcast? Yeah, I-J-B-O-L. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You can now uh, understand if your kids text that to you, you know what in the world you know talking that, about. You know that they're they're happy and you shouldn't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> If someone texts you I-J-B-O-L, we just learned I just burst out laughing. Mm -hmm. But there's another word that people may use with you and you might go, what? What does that mean? We'll talk about it next. It's kind of fun. We're learning new words and acronyms with Taylor. Yeah. So I-J-B-O-L, if someone texts you that, like you say something funny and they're like, I-J-B-O-L, it means I just burst out laughing. And then this was um, in the news a while back. So you may have heard this already, but did you hear... What Oxford Dictionary's word of the year is? It's unprecedented. Uh, good guess. No, that was a couple of years ago. Indictment. <laughs> no, it's Riz. R I Z Z. Do you know what Riz is? It's the word of the year, according mm. to Oxford. What Jesus did at Easter. He Riz from the dead. <laughs> no, Riz is kind of. It's short uh, for a word. The word charisma. And riz means style, charm, or attractiveness. Like uh, you can riz up a person or, you know, wow, that person really has riz. 
Which that, I don't. I don't. Is that consider... how someone would say it? Wow, that fellow really has riz. Uh, no, that's not how most people would say it. Which is the way you said it came across, kind of like not, not. Yeah, how I do say not. It. I personally do not have riz at all. It's style. I don't have any style, charm, or attractiveness. So if you're talking, it's a very nice compliment. If someone tells you you have riz, but I wouldn't consider myself. To have Riz. <laughs> we should call this segment Words You Don't Know, But You pro- you Shouldn't Be Offended By. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> so I think we've all heard those stories of tourists, you know, overseas behaving badly, not, not paying attention to local customs or local rules. They know better and they mm-hmm. get in trouble. Well, wait till you hear what happened in Venice next. Taylor, Venice, you've been there multiple times, right? Uh, just twice. Venice, Italy? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. two more than most of us, right? But what do they have there? The lovely canals, right? Mm-hmm. And what are those guys called that they push the boats down the... I think gondoliers. I've gondoliers, never ridden right, one. Right, right, right. Gondoliers. Yeah. Okay, so when the gondolier is pushing down, it's not only are they like, you know, showing you a good time, but your safety is job number one. So when a bunch of tourists from Chicago started standing up in the boat and taking Uh-oh. selfies and the gondolier said, hey, y'all need to sit down... It's probably didn't say that. He's Italian. He said, hey, y- y- y'all uh, need to sit down. <laughs> when he said that and they refused to, uh, it was too late. Boat capsized. <gasps> Boom. They all, no. went, all went into the water. <laughs> I have never heard of that happening before. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Totally happened. So take note if you're ever fortunate enough to go to Venice and the gondolier tells you, hey, you better sit down. You better sit down. <laughs> So Cav was telling us the other day on the show that there's a show that his wife loves that he can't stand. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that he likes and that she's not a big fan of. We compromise and we'll do an episode each. Right. Well, you got some work to do because on Thursday, the final four episodes of your wife's favorite show, The Crown, are dropping. No. Yes. <laughs> you've got four more hours of being a loving kind of. And, and if you're hooked on that show, by the way, I loved it up until now. But now it just seems very like, I don't know, trash magazine or, mm. or something. Oriented. But Tracy, she's she's on the edge of her seat every episode. 